Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's that sound mean? Just so you know, Alice, just be out of the the concept of fair play, I should let you know you're about to be attacked. I'm about to be attacked? Correct. <laughs> and it's funny. Why would you, anyone attack me? Full, it's not that you that you were out dallying for two hours when I could have done the podcast and it could have been up. For, fine, that's, that's fine. We're... It has to be, everything has to be Operation Overlord, a huge thing, rather than just letting me go do it and have it done. It's, I understand. It's fine. That's a huge thing. It's going to happen again tomorrow. It's fine. You don't okay. do the stuff. Right. Okay. So if listen, I no, no, give you on. a grocery this, list, on. you don't so buy this stuff on my about, list. Alice, I was thinking about today. You're still playing still going music. On? Yeah. I was <laughs> thinking about listening to the, um, the end of the National Review podcast, and I listened to a bunch of podcasts and this and that. And other radio shows that I listened to today, to the end of the National Review podcast, they said, they said, all right, everybody, rate um, the Thanksgiving dessert, apple pie, pumpkin pie, this or this. Uh, uh, rate, tell me what you do first. Uh, what time should Thanksgiving be? Two, four, six, or eight? And they all waited on it. And then they said, and then to what is the most important on Thanksgiving Day, the the extra glasses of wine, the taking a nap, the football, and else um, I, I wanted to call in a nuclear airstrike on the United States uh, halfway hearing it. I was going to go on a, I mean, sorry, a, a bleeping shooting spree. I am so sickened by talk about the semantics of Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving how do you have the turkey? Do you get the, there's nothing funny or exciting, and I, I saw this radio promo with this guy talking about it. There's nothing funny or exciting or about quips about cranberry sauce that comes out with the ridges of the can impressed in the in the gelatinous mess. It, nothing is effing funny about Thanksgiving. Nothing is effing good about the... I, I'm trying not to swear, but I want to swear more than I ever want to swear. The food sucks blow or else we'd have it other days of the year. It sucks. 
A freaking turkey is a big stupid pain in the ass that is not worth it. It's not worth it. I hate it. I hate people who talk about it as if this is Americana. I hate people, I don't understand why people who are otherwise smart people, when it comes to this, just act grotesque. They act grotesque. It's so freaking weirdly homey, LL Beany gluttonous in a way, and self-indulgent. And oh no, do you say pecan or pecan or pecan? What do you say? No, I don't know. What do you say? Well, I don't know. What do you care? I want to roll a grenade in the room every time everybody talks like that. God, I hate it. It makes everybody into suckholes in this country, and I hate it. God, it's I a hate happy holiday when people get it's together with their holiday. families and eat no. a lot of food. Oh, <laughs> I oh. don't even like turkey oh. really. And but then the self-importance like of it all stuff. when the master of the house gets up and he carves the bird, the bird, please. Oh God, it's so I so hate it so much. I love the holidays. The call, carve the bird, and in my I think growing this explains up, the, the a lot about time, why you're mad at me. Actually, one, oh, we're gonna, just, we haven't even gone there yet. <laughs> You are going to be in the dock in a second, so I would advise you to get an attorney right now, Alice, and remain silent. And we all, the one day, for me, it was it was a time of pretense for me and Jimmy, who grew up in a house that never had any good food throughout the year, or anything at all, suddenly, and I shouldn't say this, I'm disparaging my mother, but you know, frigate. Suddenly, Thanksgiving would come along, we'd invite relatives over, there's relatives over, and suddenly the house was rife with sodas galore and fruits and vegetables and cookies and deli meats, things that were means we had never, we would never see this stuff, ever. And it was wall-to-wall -wall wonderful little trinkets and wonderful Thanksgiving food. My goodness, what a what a life we live day-to-day, -day, they'll have you believe. And then me and Jimmy would get slapped in the back and head and prompted to say grace, which we never said and no, had no idea what we were supposed to say. But we were acting because we were putting on a show for Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving show. Oh, <laughs> Have all you for that, considered getting a shrink instead of just being mad at food. everybody now? All for that suck food. God, it is such a terrible time. It is such a time. Okay, let's go in front of the couches and watch the football game. Oh, You like watching it's football horrible. games? It's horrible. Yeah, how many times do I watch the football game? I, first of all, I'm not a football fan, Alice. I wouldn't watch the Detroit Lions play. I think that's who plays every year. If you pay me. I watched Tom Brady and Bill Belichick get Super Bowls. That's what I was doing over the years. I was not a football fan. I was a homer. I was a fraud fan, a bandwagoner fan. But my God, it is Mac so... Mac Jones so could go to the okay, Super Bowl okay. this uh, year. Uh, uh, so, so, you are in trouble here. So <laughs> We used to go to another... Uh, uh, we used to hang out with another big waspy family sometimes when we'd go with my dad and hang out in a, a beautiful, huge cabin mansion thing that smelled like fresh pine because it was made of pine or whatever. And we'd listen to Alice's restaurant, and the, the boomers in the room would be getting slowly drunk and, and uh, indulging in their waspiness. It was so, it was gross. Oh, and I remember, was this one kid made a meringue cupcakes one day, and he was like, to get the meringue to ride? And they talked about effing meringue for four effing freaking hours, Alice. God, it's a terrible day. It's a terrible day. I'm not yelling at you, by the way. This is you will be. You're in trouble. There's no other no. And then comes the most wonderful thing in the world. And when I do go on my homicidal mission, and I am going to, Alice, and I'm not, you're not going to be a, a, a victim of this. I don't know who's going to be. It's going to be because of the chewing. The chewing at the table. I have never heard a bunch of people in my life, and it doesn't matter where I go. 
I have never wanted to have a suicide vest on more in my life than I have when I sit at a table and people, I can hear, oh, that's really good. And the clinking of silverware. And, the chew, and it makes me want to uh, garrote every single person at the table. It is so gross. So it's all a performative thing with suck food while we're all making pretend that we're people that we're not with loud freaking chewing. That's awful. Awful, awful, awful. Which is why... Would you care to hear anybody else's opinion? Which is why you're in trouble. Okay. <laughs> because somehow, and you didn't see me glaring at you for four straight minutes, somehow... I didn't see you glaring our, at me. As we're testing our audio before the show... I was chewing. There you were! <laughs> why are you... Hold on! I. That's the first thing I ate all day today, you know. I was, how dare you play oh, man. me chewing as we're getting ready for the show. Now you, I you scarfed have... down some food. It gets off. Just turn off my mic. No. <laughs> Why did you have to record Why me? didn't you hear me glaring? I was recording, <laughs> Alice, initially to test my audio. After that, there was hate recording. Now, you, your only escape clause is that you're attractive. If you were my friend Gray or my friend John or my friend Mike, Alice, I would shoot you in the head. But I love you, and you're attractive. And so starving. I was hold working on, wait a second. all day. It's coming to a crescendo. It's coming to a crescendo. Hold it's the on. The first thing I ate Alice. today. <clears throat> that's it. That's how it ends. Then you notice me glaring. Ah, <laughs> oh, suck holidays. So, but. Uh, but okay, go ahead. You may talk now. <laughs> what is your defense of this day of pretense in mediocrity? <sighs> okay, I love to see my family. You I can love do big... that. You don't need. Oh, you must not. Understand. I love big now, gatherings. The self-imposed restraining order that you have the other hundred sixty, <laughs> three hundred sixty-four days of the year years is not a real thing. I love big happy gatherings oh! when everybody gets together, and then we gather around the piano and. Sing oh! <laughs> Sing songs oh. like the Who's in Whoville. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh. I'm so excited for tomorrow. You have no idea. I'm not I'm even. No, wait, wait, wait. Tomorrow, else. Tomorrow is the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's the Thanksgiving here. Mm-hmm. The second Thanksgiving is Friday. That's the second time we do it. That's, That's true. That's, That's the same second. We're going to my mom's orchestra house to of do chewing. It. We hear is Friday. Uh huh. And then uh, sibling infighting, of course, and all other unresolved issues in the past. <laughs> Oh, at least my, me and my brother generally are mostly dead inside, so most of our issues don't really boil over. Except right now, apparently. Well, oh, well, he's, my brother is bringing a turkey many miles here. It's a sticket. He knows it's a sticket. It's fine. He Maybe he the, just wants the, to enjoy a Thanksgiving turkey and he doesn't want to inconvenience you. Did that ever occur to you? If he didn't want to inconvenience me, then we would call off Thanksgiving. <laughs> but he wants to enjoy a turkey with his family, and I'm willing to indulge him. I know him this guy, someone. Alice. Okay. I've known him for a long yeah. time. So the, I know a stick it. I know a Jimmy wanting Shep. to eat turkey is personal <laughs> about you. Maybe everybody else just enjoys a holiday, and we're not enjoying it on purpose to spite you. Maybe why we just you, like else, it. <laughs> why do you, out of this weird... Devout compliance only do this really enjoyable thing when government tells you it has to be done. That's weird. The government's not... I, I don't have Thanksgiving because the government tells me Well, then why don't you have it on June 3rd? <laughs> 
It's a great holiday. It's traditional. Ugh, it makes everybody happy. It's one of the only holidays where you really think about the gratitude that you have for Holy what you have. And we have had what are you a talking about are you... This is we've not a time of gratitude so, for us. We've been so lucky. No, it we, is a time what? of gratitude. It's a lucky. time of gratitude for me. How are you lucky? You new... married me. You married this, and it's only getting worse. <laughs> I'm lucky. I married something good. I am great. I have a great house and a great husband and great Ugh. kids. And Ugh. now I got a job that I can do from home here that's fun and I enjoy doing. And Another thing we'll get out And uh And... You know, it's you know we're working out the, the, just the logistics a little bit with the job. Yes, I made you and an entreaty today, and I was rebuffed. What's the entreaty? I made you an entreaty. Oh, uh, we're working. Yeah, in the middle of the work day. Who gives a flying break? This is you're working at home. Yeah, but I was trying to get stuff done so that I could finish what I needed to do before the biggest weekend in e-commerce. Put, off, put and- it off for ten minutes. We could add a nooner, afternoon delight. Not in the middle of the work day. Let's not be crazy. We're changed. You, you're going to have to <laughs> reimagine the workday, Alice. Okay. Well, I was rushing to try and get stuff done so that I could go to the store and do For, what I needed to do well, today. Yeah, which barely. You took four hours. That's not the case. Correct. That's not the case. I left here at six o'clock, and I was back here. You left here at six o'clock. You were back here and at I went nine, to nine fifteen and chewing went, in front of that microphone at nine fifteen. I was home at eight thirty, and I went to three different places in New Hampshire. What three different to make places? That happen. Market Basket. Okay. Tractor Supply. Okay. And uh, to pick up the race numbers for tomorrow, which actually technically that's Massachusetts, but it was Salisbury, so that's like. Oh, I see. You know, there's uh, there's another feed store up there. That's where I went to one up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, <sighs> so I went to three separate places, including Market Basket the night before Thanksgiving in two and a half hours in another state. I mean, I think that's pretty good for pre-Thanksgiving shopping. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much better you could expect a person to do. Mm-hmm. I was in Market Basket for less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow morning, I'll I'm going to be this... jogging in the gorgeous, misty West Newbury Woods. We don't. There's no time for jogging. We have to. We have Thanksgiving. Jimmy's coming. We have to clean. This is. I'm cleaning tonight. I'm do, I'm doing a 5K with my family. When is that? 8:30 a.m. 8:30. You know, I'm going to be on the road. I know. And so we're going to have to clean this house. I'm cleaning it tonight. And your kids will clean. Yeah. There could have been, you know, during some people's work days, some people could have gotten the kids to clean while other well, people were working. The, the, you put them on their machines, and I was mostly working, and then I was cooking. And then you were, you did take a nap. No, I tried to take a nap. Didn't take. Well, you were lying on a bed from when your work finished no. up until when I left. That so. is not true. You're lying weasel. <laughs> it's I true. Them. It's true. Oh. Right, First so you were lying in oh, sh- our bedroom, and then you were lying in the spare bedroom where I was trying to work, bothering me. Making my, my entreaty. <laughs> bothering me. Which was rebuffed. Yes. Well, I was trying to get stuff done. check the rules on that, okay. by the way, in the Orthodox Church to see where that is okay. I believe I have certain uh, <laughs> no. rights and allowances. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, we're going to be... I'll be looking at the fine print. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I don't even know what's going on in the world. Didn't we already talk about everything the last night? The Amon Avery verdict happened. Right. Which I think that right. was good. 
I think those guys probably didn't go out looking to kill a dude. I think they thought he was robbing a place, and one thing led to another, and they shot him and killed him, and um, and they should be in jail. I think it probably sucks for the guys. I heard a bunch of the testimony from the guys. I think they, I think they were boneheads who thought they were doing the right thing, and it, you shouldn't have been there. And if there's a chance that when you intervene on the supposed robbing that you're going to get in a scuffle and suddenly you feel threatened, then maybe don't intervene, okay? How about this? How about this? Don't intervene mm-hmm. if it's going to be a problem. And I'm because not sure. Because the, the dude, the kid, fine. Maybe he wasn't jogging. Maybe he was casing the joint. Maybe he wasn't. It doesn't matter. He d- shouldn't. There's The outcome should not have been as it was. Could kid should not be dead. Well, right. And I, but I mean, I think it's distinct too because I don't, I don't think they they had as strong. I mean, because truly, what a self defense, uh, defense entails is you have to, like, have an imminent threat to your life right then. You know, so that's why like the George Zimmerman verdict came back not guilty because mm-hmm. he was getting his head beat into the ground by Trayvon Martin, who then reached for his gun when when he shot him right and there's you know there's recording of him in the background of the 911 call screaming for help you know it's so so it's pretty clear that he was in imminent danger and being threatened in this case like i just don't think there's much evidence of that no so i mean i think that's why that case came out how it did and like it, you know you can we don't have a I mean, this this case truly is, I believe, what the left tried to portray the Kyle Rittenhouse thing as. Like, I, I think they that they decided they wanted to stop him from robbing whatever by any means necessary. And like, I like we don't have that in this country. We don't have like armed vigilanteism where you think uh, somebody's stealing and you can I, just go shoot them. Well, no, I think technically, Georgia, that you can make a citizen's arrest. If you think a crime's being committed, I think you technically can. And there is also in Georgia, there is if, if if during like a transaction like that, that you're suddenly, your life is threatened, then you can use self-defense if the circumstances of changes. But um, I still think it's horse bleep and I just think they should have. Well, you can do a citizen's arrest, but you can't just go kill somebody. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, like, if it were self-defense, if there actually was an altercation where, like, he then tried to shoot them or something, then they could have some kind of self-defense defense, but that it, you know, that didn't happen in this case. Right. So, you know, that it just, it was a thing that got out of hand and they shot him and it, you know, Maybe he was casing a joint, maybe not. I don't really know what was in his head at the time. But, like, you and I have walked around houses under construction. I love like, it. It's in our fun. neighborhood to go wander and look through them. And, like, you know, we weren't we weren't trying to steal anything or casing yeah, a joint. I'm and, a like, big believer in trespassing, as you know. I know. So, yeah. So, if we're going to start thinking it's fine for people to just randomly start shooting people for trespassing. And, like, you know... I, I don't think that's like the kind of country that I want to live in either. So, I mean, mm. I think that that's like one case where that probably was the, the right outcome. But yeah, I, I think don't the know. other thing that people are talking about today, at least conservatives, is that uh, how incredible, incredibly disinterested the left is about the Winchuga, Winuska, Winuska, whatever it's called, Wakisha, Wakisha uh, story is. 
They're oh, yeah. incredibly. They it's are gone not, now. It's out of the news. Right, they're done. not interested. They weren't interested a little bit when they thought that he was being chased by police, and that's why the police, you know, drove him to drive into the crowd. Mm-hmm. But it's really a mass murder event. It's really a historic event that happened. Yeah, and probably, although you don't know, but may very well have been you know targeted based on race. Uh, certainly, uh, if the. If the he had had some posts about. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. but you don't. I mean, I, I mean, who knows if he knows who's, who's in the in the parade? That said, if he thought it out and and took the time to plan it so that he'd be behind them, so they didn't look behind them, then that is particularly uh, the frigging sadistic. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a pretty horrific case, and it's it's one of those where, like, the person just seems like such a cipher. Like, they're just inscrutable, and you can't really... I mean, maybe he's just, like, completely psychotic or something, mm-hmm. because they were saying, like, he seemed emotionless. And, like, he did cry in court then when they, like, read off his criminal record, but... Who knows what that I means. mean, like, just, like, a crazy, dangerous, psychotic person who never should have been out on the streets at all. So, which is obviously another reason why the left stopped being interested in the stories, not just the race of the victims and the perpetrator, but also the um, the fact that he was out on an incredibly tiny bail just a few weeks before that it d- didn't uh, is didn't make them very interested in the story because it's not telling the narrative that they want to tell. So, but yeah, just truly a horrific event and truly um, a deranged evil evil person and 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 it is so interesting how the media like they only want stuff that they can fit into their story of the Mm -hmm. way that the world is they don't care at all about things you know about you know what happened on this day at this event to to tell people that it happened and and that's kind of what's interesting to me about like the juxtaposition of the kyle rittenhouse thing and the ahmaud arbor thing is that the left like tries to force everything into these like preconceived narratives and broad like broad brush arches of history and the way they perceive the world and these power structures and struggles and oppressions and whatever and the thing is that the world just doesn't work that way. Every case is individual. Every person is individual. Every interaction between two people that that ends badly and ends up going into the courts is an interaction that's completely unique and that has to be evaluated on the merits for what that one case is. You can't make these broad sweeping claims about, you know, whatever, the police gunning down innocent black men in the streets or whatever there's every case has its like own unique quirks and individual people who are involved in it and isn't really a part of the stories that we tell about the world and why things are the way that they are in these sort of like just so story ways about race and gender and class struggle and whatever like that stuff is really really hard to understand in the moment when it's happening Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like think how hard it is to understand like who's gonna win a presidential election until after it happens right you can't even they can't even like with any certainty predict that and yet they're gonna try and tell us that they understand like what side of history you're on and what the sweep of time is showing about like how race relations are or whatever they don't know anything 
anything about anything. You can look back on history years later and say, oh, this was the pattern. This is what happened. You know, this is why these events occurred in the congregate of all these little tiny actions that individual people were taking. But at the time, you can't like point to one court case and be say this is emblematic of the times. You know, you don't know what mm-hmm. case is going to be emblematic of the times until 50 years later. Like sometimes cases people think are important don't end up being important at all. They don't mean anything in the broader sweep of history. I mean, We hear all the time about Roe versus Wade, for example, but that's not even really the most influential case on U.S. abortion law. It's much more um, Casey. That's like the bigger case law on abortion. That's the more important Supreme Court case in terms of precedent. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting the way you know how like journalists will say they're writing the first draft of history. (laughs) but journalists write the first draft of history but you know there's a lot more drafts that come after that because the first draft is garbage that doesn't mean anything and gets everything wrong you know and i don't know i guess that's it's a good lesson like not to take anything too seriously because it's very very difficult to determine what the course of history is from from your little perspective in it you know you don't know you just try and do the best you can with whatever you have in front of you right now you know yeah <sighs> so what's um what's my but so what's tomorrow morning um you're gonna be i have to go get jimmy i'll be on the in the road which i'm looking forward to a nice mm-hmm. coffee and a nice ride down there i already told the kids they can go with me to the 5k or they can ride down with you to oh so i'm taking the big jimmy. car which, that changes the farfignogan of the whole thing, but that's well, fine. Well, whichever. I don't know who's going to decide to go with you or not. Okay. But you got to talk to them about it. That changes it because if, the if I'm in a small car with a child, then I'm going to be forced to talk to that child in some <laughs> frivolous conversation instead of listening to a podcast. Which Maybe will... you should use the holiday for in which we give thanks for all the blessings oh, that we have, including we? our children. Who signed on to this? Maybe you should way, who think about I, I, enjoying spending some is, quality time with your what wonderful this, kids. Why am I giving thanks to, tomorrow? Why is that today? I thought it was a commemoration of the pilgrim surviving. It's not. It's giving thanks for all stuff. Well, that's part of it because they were thankful. Let me tell you something. If you lived in the Pilgrim's time and you made it through that first year that they were there, you would um, not be thankful for the way your life was, I don't think. I think you would complain a lot. (laughs) Like now. Yeah, but you would have more reason to. Because I've been this, I've been. You would have more reason to if you lived in 1620 Massachusetts. Yeah, well, I would have But probably... they were not. But they did not complain. They were grateful for all the blessings that God had given them and how they had survived the winter and had settled themselves in their own little land and they had their lives and they had each other and they were thankful and they were grateful. And I mean, I think it's a very symbolic holiday. Did you know that the word Eucharist, like like the Christian Eucharist, like communion that people do at church, that that word in Greek means Thanksgiving? No. So that's, I mean, that's the whole idea is, you know, it's a, 
of of giving thanks, of being grateful for the blessings that you have in your life and offering back of them and and considering the fact of how lucky you are, really. Mm. And, you know, if the 1620 pilgrims could do it and could be grateful that their lives were so great when their lives were not great at all, then you know what? You and I can be a little bit grateful for how how great we have it, because we kind of you know do. What? They, we kinda until, do. until they were mostly uh, grown adults into their 20s and 30s, they didn't have to celebrate any Thanksgivings. I've been burdened with that every year, having this <laughs> awful thing, this cavalcade. It's a great holiday. No, it's not. It's oh, awful. It's this so cavalcade. wonderful. What's that called when there's all sorts of noises that Jimmy hates? Cacophony. <laughs> Don't play me chewing. What's wrong with you? That's the first food I ate today. I've been working my butt off at my new job at the computer I all day food. since 7 oh, a.m. Did you make food this morning? No, I didn't. I just I subsisted I off kids- of roast beef cold cuts because you didn't make bacon. Sorry. I'm wasting away, Alice. Sorry. I'm. And Goodness. You know what? Thank you for your patience with this time period of adjustment to the new job. And uh, I'll I'll get better. I'll be looking at the fine print of your uh, Orthodox religion quite soon, my <laughs> friends. We'll circle back, as it were, to certain issues. Um, you know, the other stuff, I mean, we've kind of, unfortunately for us, the news cycle stopped yesterday because everybody flew home to have Thanksgiving and talk about pie. And by the way, I'll talk about pie for a second. What kind of lying psychotic is going to tell me with a straight face that um, that rhubarb pie is good? Strawberry rhubarb. No. If you're eating rhubarb, is wolfbane. If you've eaten it before, Alice, usually, have you ever eaten it just right off the stock? No. We have. We used to have a rhubarb patch in Vermont. And we would cut some off and eat it. And me and Jimmy, who's my brother as kids, would be writhing on the ground for 28 minutes each. It is such sour, awful stuff. So what rhubarb pie is, is they take, uh, they grind up a, a tiny stalk of rhubarb, about a fifth of a pint, and they put it in the pie crust, and then they take 18 pounds of sugar, and they put that in the pie, and then they bake it. Rhubarb pie does not exist. It's sugar pie. <laughs> All pie is sugar pie, though. Not all pie. I got a um a, a coconut custard pie today at Market Basket. It sounds fairly delicious, actually, but I can't eat it because I'm a fat. You can't take a one day. Reprieve? No, I can't take a one day, Alice. Okay, well, I'm gonna make stuff you can eat. Though. I'm gonna be miserable tomorrow. I'll let you know. Okay, that- you're gonna be able to eat my charcuterie, and you're gonna be able to eat my delicious Greek salad that I'm gonna make again because it was so good and such a hit yeah. the other night. And you're gonna be able to eat my garlic lemon asparagus. And I gotta tell you, um, by the way, I used the Greek salad um, dressing as a chicken marinade. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you don't have any left, by the way, in case you needed it. Um, we'll just use whatever dressing. I don't care. I don't normally um, buy Greek. It was left out literal anyway, Greek so, dressing. But um, it's not a good marinade. Yeah. I think it's cheesy, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, we, people can dress their salad with whatever, but it's going to have a salad with why like, are you cucumbers so positive and tomatoes. About it? You're so and... lovely and sweet. <laughs> I don't, I'm excited for the holiday, and I'm happy, and I'm not going to let you <laughs> bring me down. So what will I have flooding through the uh, house tomorrow else? While the dining is happening. Gorgeous Christmas music. Uh, loud Christmas music. And why is that? Don't make me press the button. <laughs> because people will chew. Exactly. Loud. People love to chew. Mm. Oh. oh, this is really 
Mm. We have to sing all my repertoire of Thanksgiving songs before can we, take a we picture eat. of the bird? I hope so. I hope God. so. We can sing, um, come ye thankful people, come, and for the beauty of the earth, and all it's, the- it's, Will we sing any songs that anybody knows? <laughs> these, these are in, you should know them. They're in your type of church's hymnal, so. It's been a while. <laughs> By the way, I expect I'm not going to tell people what's going on, but I have been in touch with a friend of mine. As you know, uh, Kirk M. And uh, where we sat, where we sang those hymnals at the First Congregational Church in Winchester. Did he go there too? No, he's Cal- Irish Catholic. Oh. Alice, please. Give me a hand. Stop it. Um, well, no, you said where we sang those no, songs. No, no, no. So no. That's, I was surprised because right. no. I thought he was. Where, no, no. Yeah, he is. He went probably okay. went to, he went to St. E's, St. Eulalia's, I assume, near Lexington or St. Mary's. That's where they went. But uh, but, uh, but just next to that church was a little office where a dentist used to torture me, Alice, and many other kids in Winchester. And Kirk is doing a little uh, piece of um, uh, journalism on it, and I think it's very interesting and cool. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be blow people away. I mean, it's out there a little bit. That there was this dentist who was just ruthless. This guy was like a mean bastard. And I've been trying to think back because I only have, I only have so many memories. It was such a given that the guy was mean and abusive to all of us kids that I only remember one occasion that I could really think to when I was when I was like literally just being slapped by this guy, slapped with an Mm -hmm. angry face as a kid. It's weird. Yeah, it's a very unnatural thing because you have a parent. Happily, with good cheer, deliver you to a mean person who's allowed to be mean to you, and mm-hmm. was mean to all of us. And it created—we weren't molested or anything. We were just beat on, and some people like really beat on. It's weird, and, and also unnecessary tooth pullings, all sorts of sadistic stuff. The guy, this dude, was effed up. But it's interesting that it—it it was one of the things in my town that—that that was one of the things that bound us together. Yeah, is that. Oh, you have Dr. Danny. I have Dr. Danny. Oh, she has Dr. Danny. We do Dr. Danny. Yeah, I know he slaps me too. Oh, yeah, he does this with me too. Everybody has the same yeah. thing. And like the other thing in the town that binds us all together is the 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 fair that we used to have. We used to have a fair with town, town Day. Town Day is another thing, but we used to have the the Anka Fair was the thing. Enka. I don't even know what it means, but but it was a fair that we'd get you know. T- Tickets too, and mm-hmm. it would be uh, the one. I'm sure it went to Lexington and it went to Uber and it went, you know, mm-hmm. called different things. Yeah, our Lions Club right. put it on. So yeah. that's what it is. And so, like, it was just a very interesting thing that, that that was another thing that bound us together. Yeah, we had the fair and we had Dr. Dan. And it's just such a weird thing. <laughs> and none, none of the mothers knew or believed the kids when they would mm-hmm. say, My mother thought I was a total wuss and she was right. But in this particular case, this guy was torturing us. Yeah, it was very interesting. I still have the, like I told you, you see, I have the feeling of a tooth that I got this feeling probably when I was five. Probably not necessary. This guy loved just dropping you down in this chair way down low. So you were like an astronaut. You were like, your head was way below your feet. And and just drilling his arm into you and just zzz, zzz, picking all the, the guy was, he made everything hurt. Everything hurt. It was so crazy that we, um. That we, um, that even, you know, remember when you, when you, you used to get your pictures taken from the dentist when they bring the camera next to your cheek? Mm-hmm. And you had to usually chew this piece of yeah. plastic. He made that hurt like a bat, MF. It was remarkable. And, and eventually, eventually, 
me and Jimmy went to another dentist and we were shocked. That stuff didn't like yeah, hurt you? that it wasn't tor- torture for an hour. Because that's what we thought. We thought, because of Dr. Dan, that's what happens. You go there and he's brutal and mean for a while. And since mom says it's fine, and all the moms are saying, and we were like, oh, this must be normal and fine. Mm-hmm. Just a very interesting time. And I, 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 I um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm glad Minahan's doing something with this because he had the same, yeah. the same thing. Imagine of people, I'm not trying to bring us down. No. And it's not even like when we would talk about it as teenagers later, when, when we were mm-hmm. big enough to kick his ass, when we were too big to go to his you know, torture service, mm-hmm. uh, then that, that it was so matter of fact. And I remember one time talking to a bunch of, um, like hanging out at 16 years old, just like drinking beers somewhere we weren't supposed to be with my colleagues saying, my fellow teenagers, girls and guys saying, uh, I would love, I would love to someday just get a gun and shoot him dead right in the street and kill him. And there was no shock. I was like, oh yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. That would be awesome. He's such a piece of, it was like, what? like that was just the, the thing. It was weird. Just to have a dentist. To, yeah, it is interesting. Um, it is interesting, you know, in our society, like how we treat kids and often don't believe kids and like and the, our institutions like schools and stuff are don't believe kids. Kids get bullied. Like I hear so many stories about mm-hmm. stuff like this. Kids struggling in school, with bullying or other kids being mean or awful things. And like schools are terrible at dealing with it like there's a thing that uh, that you'll hear a lot in homeschooling circles where somebody will say like schools are really like the only place where most suburban american kids will go where they will where they will encounter violence and people being like sadistic and violent to them like the only place you'll go in your life where and like why people saying like why do we send our kids there every day but it's funny like you talking about the dr dan thing because it actually it reminded me of this um, this story that uh, Mark Sardella sent us, our friend of the show in mm. Wakefield. Uh, um, did you look at this at all? No. So, although we love him, he's we awesome. do love him. A talented he's guy awesome. and one of the very few guys who gives just hope in local journalism. Yeah, he's fantastic. He does. Um, he writes at the Wakefield Daily Item. Um, and he's been writing about this thing that's been going on in at Wakefield High School for like more than a month where this kid has been accused by about 14 different girls at the school who've mm. signed and written a letter explaining that he took photos of them without their knowledge, upskirting photos, mm-hmm. photos of their body parts while they were in school without them seeing and posted them to websites on the Internet. Um, these are girls at the high school Mm -hmm. and, um, the police are investigating and he was suspended for a little while, but now he's back at the school and the parents and the kids are complaining to the school and saying, what is going on? Why is this kid still here? Why aren't you protecting the kids that we're sending to you every day and letting them be here with this monster who's violating them? I mean, it's not up for dispute. The pictures of the girls are on the internet. Okay, and that is... Okay, I'm, I'm not defending the kid... Mm-hmm. But I I get the feeling that if there were cell phone cameras in the 90s and 80s and 70s and 60s, then this would be employed. This would have been employed back then. 
the posting of them on the internet is it changes the the the, mm-hmm. the grade of the crime, I think. And the school district told the girls that they need to be more aware of their surroundings and to make amends with the student. <laughs> so, speaking of institutions just letting kids have to deal with, you know, people who who are abusing them in, in various different ways, and the school just, or, you know, the... The parents or whoever, the people who are charged with keeping the kids safe are going, "Mm, not really anything we can do about this. Well, I mean, I don't understand where the hell is the Title IX. You would think. Inclusion. You know, it's not letting girls get an education because some guy is taking pictures of their anatomy every chance he he gets. I mean, I think the kid, once again, I would say that this would would have happened when I was a high school kid. I wouldn't have done it because I would have been a wimp, but I probably Mm -hmm. would have looked at the pictures had a friend done it because guys Mm -hmm. at that age are full of hormones, Um, but but you can't have this. I mean, obviously, the Mm -hmm. the way to deal with this is to make an example immediately. Make kids flinch at the idea of taking their cameras out in the halls at all. And the kid needs to be sent to like some special school for screw-ups. Right, because he can't he can't you objectify can't... them and, and, and capture their anatomy and then showcase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know And then continue to make the girls go to school with the kid every day. Mm. Like that's what's terrible is that he's still Why are they protecting going to the school? kid? Um, because I got they don't know I don't know, they're incompetent and dumb and don't like conflict. The school administration, this is their statement. Uh, the school committee joins members of our community in expressing deep concerns about this troubling and inappropriate incident. We've worked to address the incident in accordance with our existing policies. We understand the difficulty many in our community have had with this process. We also understand that due process in any investigation takes care and time. Please know that the process in our policies are largely dictated by state law. But, like, I can't imagine any scenario, like, if you were in a workplace and you went to HR and said somebody was doing this with you, you would be able to sue the workplace in a second if they made you yeah. keep working with the guy even before there was due process or anything else, right? I mean, like, maybe they couldn't punish the person, but they could move everybody to different departments or whatever. Like, if you went to your work and reported that that happened as an adult, they would have to m- make it so that you didn't have to work with the person anymore or you'd be able to sue them. I don't understand yeah. why no. the people charged with protecting kids don't have to do at least that much. So there was like an entire 70s, 80s genre of movies where the guys, like the movie Porky's, were drilling holes in the woman's shower area and -hmm. like checking it out with their letterman jackets out on, whatever. And that was kind of like mischievous boys being boys behavior. But but they were always, there was no doubt that there was always going to be punishment Mm -hmm. for that kind of thing. I do think that with uh, with the internet and uh, it does make it a more more serious thing. And also, you just can't have it. So you know, bust come down on the kid. Obviously, I mean, I wonder if he's still allowed to have his phone in the school. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. And, and well, actually, I mean, I'll, like, I'll, so I know there will be a police investigation. Obviously, it's going on. So, so you know, to some of the woke schools I've talked to in Connecticut won't bring the police in, even when kids are brawling. Because the police are considered a harm to the kids because mm-hmm. they're the police. And police mean harm. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe there's other factors at play with this kid mm-hmm. that makes him a protected person, perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But what a crazy story. And I, I mean, I just I think it's crazy how 
how like our society in general and schools also treat kids. I mean, just the fact that we still have kids in masks now at this point in the pandemic, all the parents get to walk around without masks and they send their kids in to wear a mask all day is like psychotic and abusive to me. I can't understand it. I can't understand why as a society, and I mean, I understand parents have to make the choice to send their kids to school. Sometimes you don't have an option. So I'm not saying that parents are abusive for sending their kids to school. I'm saying we as a society are abusive for deciding that the lowest risk group of and most uh, developmentally in mm-hmm. need of seeing human faces group of people in the country has to bear the full burden of protecting old people from dying. That's a crazy nuts thing for our society to decide about children it's right. wacko and you know it, i i don't know i don't know why we treat kids as second-class citizens but it bothers you know me. it's funny that, that this the doctor he was on the barry weiss show you've heard of him before I'm trying to see if i have it i can't i'm not gonna play it because we're gonna get banned for more stuff <laughs> but i was going to the other yesterday uh grab all of the um I was going to grab a bunch of his lines in there because he just made some. It's Marty McCary. You know him? Mm-mm. Doctor, anyway, he's one of these epidemiologists, whatever. He's completely against pregnant women getting vaccinated. He's a mainstream guy, pregnant mm-hmm. women getting vaccinated uh, or the booster. If you're young and healthy, he he understands why parents don't want to vaccinate the kids. And it's very valid not to. And they'll almost never die from this. It, that said, I've heard in the, in the news just the other day, you know, this this mainstream news piecing that there were a bunch of young people who were the, who were dying from COVID. Now, and it's just simply not true that anybody dies from just COVID alone, unless there's something going. Who's a kid? It's just it's just not true. This guy was just re- very refreshing mm-hmm. um, that he explained what the CDC was trying to do, what Fauci was trying to do, and that he his contention was if the CDC didn't threaten all the companies at the beginning. To stop testing, then we would have had testing, we would have had a handle on the whole thing. And ever since then, they've been playing catch up in doing CYA, and that's all that we're seeing right now. And I yeah. completely agree with that. And the way big institutions do CYA and play catch up is by coming down on you and making you do something because right. it has to be your fault somehow. They can't just admit that they screwed up the testing from day one, they screwed up everything from day one. And, you know, but like, the thing is over, right? The main part of the pandemic. Everybody now has access to however many stupid shots they want to get. And by the way, this guy says that there are a whole bunch of over-the-counter and other medications that are working perfectly well as uh, therapeutics. Yeah. He doesn't count ivermectin as one of them, but he says there are a bunch of others. There's a bunch of things. Right, a yeah. bunch of things, including in these new things that are coming through, Pfizer, that are coming to the market, the the therapeutic and the other... Monoclonal antibodies. The, the other, these two new pills that are coming out in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. That the primary drug in both of these is found in a bunch of drugs. It's, it's available. You know? Right. It's available. Also, that also the, the um, data around high amounts of vitamin D in the system is a huge indicator as yeah. well. Yeah, there's like a whole thing people do where they do like vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc. Like there, there's like a protocol that people, a lot of people are using. But um, yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a lot out there. And, and there's also, like I say, for people that are high risk, there are vaccines and people that are, uh, you know, have very weak immune systems, like, you know, cancer patients or organ um, people with uh, donated organs or whatever, they're, 
they're able to get extra boosters or whatever they need to keep themselves safe. And, you know, I, I tend to think that the the main regimen of shots, the two shots provides enough protection that most normal people just don't really have to worry after that. It, the, the likelihood that unless you're very elderly or otherwise at risk because of like immune complications, I mean, the type of complications that you'd know about, not right. like the ones that put you at risk for COVID in general before this started, like, you know, asthma or high blood pressure. It, it But, you know, you'd have to be like very seriously at risk for lots of diseases, then you're the type of person who probably would benefit from a booster. But other than that, like, I just don't, I just don't see the necessity necessarily. Like, yeah, you might get COVID, but you're not going to probably die from it. So I mean, I don't know. And kids are so unlikely to die from it. There's really almost no reason at all to do it. It, As far as I'm concerned, I mean, like, unless you feel your kid is at high risk for some reason, I just don't get it. But, you know, but, you know, some people make different choices, too. Some people want to travel with their kid or whatever, and they decide it's worth the risk for them and they go on with their day. I don't know. That's what America is all about, honey. Right. Free choice. Hey, did did we play Saki about Thanksgiving yesterday? Um, I don't think we did. We played something else from Saki. We yesterday. played. We played her talking about Rittenhouse and okay. saying a Trump video. Here's okay. this is the equivalent with Thanksgiving. What message does it send to the middle class Americans? President Biden says that he's trying to help, who are struggling this week to cover the cost of the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. That the president is going to take a few days off at a billionaire's compound in Nantucket. Well, first I would say, I don't know if you've cooked a turkey before, but a 20-pound turkey is a pretty big turkey. I think we can all agree. They're about $1 more. Uh, so not to minimize that, any increase in prices is something the president is concerned about. As- first of all, it's not just $1 more. Turkeys are mm-hmm. a bleep load more expensive right now. Yeah. And there are all sorts of stories out there that are mainstream media uh, mm-hmm. that are indicating this. So... And well, maybe right. she means and- per pound. Or who knows what she's saying? But the fact that she, they would once again go with gaslighting—it's not happening. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the turkey prices that have have you bothered. Mm-hmm. It tells you that they're a pretty sinister bunch. Well, and it's like what they did this summer when everybody was complaining prices were up, and they told us we saved sixteen cents on our Fourth of July barbecue right. because they cherry picked which items. Like if you buy seven hot dogs, right. one can of baked beans, look—you saved sixteen cents. Like. I mean, it's just ridiculous. She cherry-picked one 20-pound turkey, and she chose, like, the average over the whole country, not what it right. costs for one particular person. But it's the a way of is, telling people that you're up. wrong. And, yeah. and, and, this, and also saying, oh, we've got a treadmill crisis, whatever that she said is, <clears throat> okay. Well, right. And when you go to the store, obviously, you're not just buying turkey either. And we all go to the store, and we see what's there. We see that the shelves aren't full. Mm-hmm. Um, I grabbed detergent while I was at the store today. The detergent shelves looked picked over and empty. Nothing's normal. Looted. I mean, There's not looted. I'm of... sorry. Smash and grabbed. It wasn't looted. Sorry. Um, and but you know the cheese options were diminished. There was lots of stuff, and I'm sure you know. Boo hoo! There were fewer cheeses to pick from at the store. But you know, it's the the net result of everything is that you look around the store and you go, things are not going well. Right. And the fact that they're in denial about that, I mean, I don't think they are in denial. I think they know it's happening, but I think they're just telling you, don't believe your lying eyes. It's absolutely not happening. It's fine. Everything's great. You love it. You're having a great Thanksgiving. 
And, you know. Well, the disconnect is showing in polling. And so that's where you wonder where how much of this is is spin and marketing and how much of this is true believerism. I think it's mostly spin and marketing. I'm not sure it is. So that would mean more spin and marketing and incompetence because you can't continue to create it in the polls. You create it in the polls, you lose the ability of your majority in Congress to be able to uh, ab abdicate, abdicate, advocate for you. Um, uh, you know, and they start to peel off for for to save their own. But lives. maybe you just keep doing crazy things from the executive branch until the courts throw them out, and hoping that you can make an impact that way. But I don't really understand because it's hard to imagine how they could do a worse job unless they were actually trying to. Great, it's incredible. Anyway. I'm still happy, even Stop if Joe happy. Biden is Stop. destroying America. I'm still happy. I'm still grateful for my life and my family and my yummy food that my husband made me and that I was enjoying eating for the first time I eat anything today at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> and... Hey. Um, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Bah humbug. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. When it comes to clothes, having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits your life seamlessly with quality you have to feel to believe. Whether you're stocking up for any weather or picking up a special gift, you'll find an impressive selection of staples to choose from. So whether you're on the hunt for a heavyweight hoodie a fleece jacket, or a hardworking pair of warm sweatpants. American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your order when you use code ANYSTYLE24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code ANYSTYLE24.